I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Liquid IV. So if you guys haven't heard of it, Liquid IV is the hydration multiplier. And basically what it is, is a pixie stick that you put into your water. Now, you can carry this when you're traveling. You can carry it, you know, when you're going hungover to brunch. You can carry it in your pocket, in your purse. Super convenient for travel in general. And what it's going to do is help your water go further in your body. It's also going to deliver your system five essential nutrients, which just help you function better in general. So it is great for maintaining your health, but it's also great for recovering from a workout or if you're a chronic illness girly like me, recover from a flare so (laughs) or a concussion if you're me lately. Um, Anywho, it is great for basically just helping your body function at its best. If you're interested in ordering some, you can try it 20% off with our code DUJOUR, that's D-U-J-O-U-R, and the link is in our show notes. Okay, and without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into the news for today. We just have two longer stories. One of them is obviously going to be about the war in Israel slash Gaza. Let's jump into it. Our first story today Who holds the Supreme Court accountable? So the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, the highest law in the land, you guys, they don't have rules for their own code of conduct. How can that be? Well, here's the thing. They do have like guidelines, but they are more of handshake rules, unspoken rules. But if rules aren't enforced, then why have the rules? It has been discovered that two Supreme Court justices currently on the bench have, at a minimum, bent these rules, but more likely they've been busting the rules wide open for years and just absolutely not adhering to them. So when do we say when as a public? What options do we have for holding these men accountable? Well, some of the other justices are actually putting together a more formal guideline for the rules of operating for the Supreme Court justices. But that bears the question, who would enforce such rules? The first answer that might pop into your head could be Congress. They elect the the Supreme Court justices, so maybe they can keep them in line. But wait, Those fools can't pass a budget on an appropriate timeline, and they love to grandstand and make a political point by bending the rules. So we could totally see this being tied up forever with each side accusing the other of, you know, 
their judges doing wrong. It could just be a political stunt over and over and over again if they were in charge of holding these justices accountable. So then what about the people? Well, if the people have a say over the judges and the judges have a say over the people, then who's the real authority? And besides, Congress is supposed to be the people's voice. And as we just mentioned, we don't want them in charge of this. So what if they enforce the rules on each other? Well, that could get dirty also. What if some of the judges simply didn't like the others or didn't approve of their rulings? Could they gang up on each other? Absolutely. So this is where the problems lie. But either way, the court this week put together its own code of ethics, and they say they are still, quote unquote, studying how any such code could be enforced. The nine page long rules say that justices have to recuse themselves in situations where they have financial incentives and that they and their family members cannot participate in politics. As the court said themselves, none of these rules are new. They've always been there and many of them exist for judges at much lower levels. But this is the first time they're being spelled out in black and white. And we'll see who gets the honor of holding these people accountable. And without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into our updates for Israel and Gaza. As a content warning, this story involves war and all its horrors. So according to the World Health Organization, Al-Shiva Hospital is no longer functioning. It's important to note that the numbers that we are providing are not vetted or confirmed in any way by outside sources and are strictly provided by the Palestinian Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas. That said, I do still think it's important to share these stories as long as we understand where they're coming from. So a few stories under that uh, sort of disclaimer. According to this source, at least six patients have died directly because of the power outage at Al-Shifa Hospital, and two of those deaths were premature babies. The same group, the Palestinian Health Ministry, also attests that 36 babies will die without power for incubators. They have them grouped together for the best possible outcome, but it doesn't look good. And my heart absolutely cannot stop thinking about these helpless lives. Mass graves are also being dug in order to bury the dead from this hospital. About 100 dead bodies were piled in Al-Shifa's front yard on Monday, according to the New York Times. President Biden has come out in saying that hospitals must be protected. But those words, without any action, may not make much of a difference for the babies and the sick, injured patients who are running out of time. I also wanted to give you guys some hostage updates. In the same line of thinking, sharing important stories from this conflict is important to me, even if the sources are spotty. So what I'm going to do when I hear these stories that seem like they're true, but I cannot verify them, I'm going to tell you exactly where the stories are coming from, just like I did with the last story. 
This story is gleaned directly from the IDF, which is the Israeli forces. But they believe that an Israeli hostage has now given birth while being held by Hamas, which is a genuine nightmare for any woman who's given birth. Imagine doing that while being held in captivity. This woman was nine months pregnant when she was abducted, and IDF forces have reason to believe that she may still be alive, in which case she will have given birth. I pray that she and this baby were given medical attention. Two of the hostages were found to be dead, and one of them just had a video released to the public, so let's walk through these cases a little bit. One was Vivian Silver, who was an Israeli-Canadian peace activist who had been working for years to foster peace and understanding between Israelis and Palestinians. She was found to have been dead in her home, actually. So Hamas had set her home on fire and her body was so badly burned that the Israeli troops didn't immediately recognize it as human remains. But it has been confirmed that she did die in her home. Secondly, Noah Maritano, not to be confused with the Noah that we saw on the back of the motorcycle at the music festival. This is actually a different hostage named Noah. She has been confirmed dead as well. This was a really hard story, you guys, just to warn you. But again, I feel it's important to talk to you guys about this. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing it. There was a video that was released of this Noah by Hamas. Initially, she was shown alive and talking to the camera. Of course, this gave her family hope that she was still alive, even if she was not okay. But then, after a montage of video clips of her speaking to the camera, it cuts to her dead body, shown atop a bloodied white sheet. Hamas seems to have been genuinely taunting the victim's family here. There's no other conclusion to come to. Israeli leadership is calling it emotional terrorism, and I can't blame them. That's the only thing to call this. Again, I want to remind you guys that this is the largest hostage crisis on record. Over 230 people are still being held hostage by Hamas, and we have not received confirmation of life for any of them, at least not that the public is aware of. Israeli forces provided video evidence of tunnels running directly underneath the hospitals in Gaza, complete with electricity and finished out in a way that looks like it would be pretty impossible for them to have manufactured. So these tunnels are definitely real and they're definitely running underneath the hospitals. Additionally, the UN said it is running out of fuel like today. And without fuel, it cannot continue to distribute humanitarian aid. The UN is literally keeping about 2 million people alive in Gaza right now. So them running out of fuel is, I don't even, I'm running out of words to describe the emergent level of emergency here. It's a dire emergency. What I am praying for lately and what has been on my heart and my mind Not that you guys care. You come here for the facts. I hope I've laid them out well. But what would happen if Palestinians had real leadership? Not a terrorist organization, 
but the leadership that they are deserving of. Could they have a Gandhi, an MLK, a Mandela? How would that change the face of this conflict? And how could it shift from being a conflict to being a solution-based effort? Palestinians and Israeli Jews both have ancient ties to this tiny strip of land. They both live there currently in the millions. Both peoples will continue to live on this land for as long as there are humans there. So there must be a leader to help us envision a way for both of these groups to feel seen, represented, free, and safe. And in the absence of such leadership, there will be more bloodshed. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, watch what happens when you rename your dreams and decide to call them goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at news du jour dot podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.